0: Name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. It's good to be home. Very good to be home. Prayers today are with Nazo and Katie, uh, who are going to be married down in uh, San Diego. So we have all the bronze and all the gishes gone. That's why there's a third of the people not here. <laughs> Our Prayers are with them as they embark on the beautiful journey of matrimony, holy matrimony. Uh, Beautiful time at our conference. I want to encourage you, we have some incredibly wonderful young clergy in our diocese. So good, so good. I was just blessed by that. And uh, we had the speaker was uh, Metropolitan Horatios Vlacos, who wrote, on the orthodox mind, orthodox psychotherapy, many, many books, Night on the Holy Mountain, and his teaching was superb. So thanks be to God for all of that. Um, And uh, the other thing is interesting to me is I'm like one of the oldest guys there. Like what? What is this? kind of getting at the other end of that conveyor belt, right? You know, when you serve with other clergy, you always stand in terms of when you were ordained. And when we first came into the archdiocese, I just went to the back of the line. Now, like front line. So thanks be to God. It's a Beautiful thing. So today, <clears throat> I want to talk about uh, that Jesus saves, Jesus heals and Jesus reveals. That's a Father John Braun thing, right? Three things. Saves, heals, and reveals. So we see to begin with that our Savior has come, that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, we are saved. But there's condition here, a bit, it's confess with our our mouth that it's, it's a revelation. We see God, and we confess that God with our mouth, and we believe with a pure heart, a good heart, a right-centered heart. So this is very important to us. And we see in the healing of the demoniac this desire for God to free us from possession, demonic possession, from the possession of sin. He He desires to free us, to move us away, from these things that inhibit our relationship with him. And why does he desire to do this? He desires to do this because he desires to purify our darkened souls. To purify our darkened souls. That's why God works this way with us. Why? So we can see him and know him. It's not just this. It's not just God doesn't come just forgive sins, which he does. He doesn't come to kind of just bring us into the church and to give us a good life, which he does. But he desires to purify us, purify our darkened soul, that we can actually see him and know him. Amen. See him and know him. That's the goal. That's the objective. So do you know him? Do you see him? So maybe we have some work to do, right? Maybe we have some work to do. Maybe there's stuff that clutters us up a bit, gets in our way. So let's take a look at the soul, its three powers, and see how we're doing. The soul has three powers, the power to desire, the power to act, and the power to know. So our desire, we have to have our desire set in the right direction, toward God, to know God, to see God. That's what our desire to do, more than anything. There's other things that jump in the way of this. Our desire to know God, to see God, what gets in the way? He so desires to help us in this that we even see in our prayers, we hear the words, sanctify our souls, purify our bodies, set aright our minds, cleanse our thoughts. We hear these words because he wants that desire to be focused on him, on him alone. It's the fifth Sunday before Lent. That's what we focus on, desire. Zacchaeus, all he wanted to do was to see God. He climbed up in a sycamore tree. The Canaanite woman, she wouldn't be denied. She wanted to see God and to know God. Only thing, that's our pointed desire. So, what gets in the way of these things? Uh, I want to talk about something that uh, is uncomfortable. Is that okay with you if I talk to someone about something uncomfortable? Pain. Pain is important and necessary. If you don't have it, you can't be. Well, It's important. Because if pain isn't a part of your life in some way, pleasure will run rampant. Think about it. You know, I was thinking about this. Um, pain drives us back to God. Pain helps us repent. You know, in the prayer, the priest prays for repentance. He says, uh, as uh, David was forgiven by Nathan the prophet when he confessed his sins, Peter weeping bitterly for denial, the sinful woman in tears at his feet, the publican, and the prodigal son. What drove all those people to repentance? Say it pain. Pain is good if it draws you back to god it's so important to understand this you know we live in a society that wants to eliminate it think about it it's all about pleasure how much pleasure can you have oh if you have pain we have medicine to take care of that we have psychology to take care of that we have a social structure to take care of that we want to eliminate it but what's pain do in a spiritual way. It draws us back to God. When Adam and Eve left paradise, the Lord said you will toil and you will have pain. Why? So you'll stay close to me. Stay close, stay close to me. So we have to understand that this is, not a diffi- this is not a bad thing for us. And so when we have pain, what should we do? Turn to God. Turn to God. Difficulties, what did you do? Turn to God. Don't start complaining. Why me? I'm such a good person. I'm so, so wonderful. I've done everything right in my life. You know, when you hear the saints talk, they're concerned when there's no pain in their life. That's their, their goal. We have no pain. That's not a good thing. Why? Because pain is a good thing for us. We can't run away from it. We should, it, we should see it and say, Lord, help me. Lord, I don't want this, but draw, draw it back. I want to be drawn back to you in this. So we understand this, how important this is for us. you know we can fall into pride and and be all about ourselves and then somehow in our pridefulness we offend somebody and we feel pain so hopefully that repent we repent repent we're angry you know and we say an angry word to somebody and it hurts them and we feel pain so we repent okay we let the pleasure of lust or Gluttony run away with us, and we feel pain, and so we repent. Maybe we are forgetting God, just letting God kind of be there somehow, and life just is more important than that. And then some difficulty shows up, and we feel pain. What should happen? You'll you'll find out one day, Luker. <laughs> that was great. I don't know. You said, "I don't know." By the way, you he didn't hear it. <laughs> You're the best, Luke. Um, we turn to God. We return to God. Lord, help me. Remember, it was in- very interesting. God, have mercy on that tragedy of 9/11. But man, the churches got full. People went, every, they went back to God quickly. Lord, help us. In God we trust. See what happens when pain shows up? Don't flee it. Look at it and see it as an opportunity to draw near to God, to focus your desire on God and God alone. So the second uh, power of the soul is the power to act. So We desire and then we act on that desire. And to act appropriately, we need a strong will. So we need to make our yes, yes, and our no, no. And unfortunately, in my case, my no becomes yes. My yes becomes no. And as St. Paul says, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, I do. So the will needs to be strengthened. We need to be put ourselves in a place where when we have a good desire, we can act on it. We act on that good desire and not waver from that. So it's very, very important uh, that we have this. I want to say something uh, about good intentions. They're good. They're good. There's a great line in the spiritual teaching that says that we need to have patient assimilation of good intentions. Patient assimilation. Because we all have good intentions, and they don't always necessarily follow the way we'd like them to be established in our life. Don't, my encouragement to you is don't give up. Don't give up. You, the commentator today, Luker? <laughs> Spiritual Commentary by St. Luke. <laughs> Don't give up. If you have a good intention, keep it. Our struggle is the evil one wants to have us a good intention. We fail a little bit, a little bit of failure, and then what do we do? We just stop. We give up. God says, don't do that. It takes a while. It takes a while. So it's very, very critical and important that when we have these good intentions, and we know we all have them, to live a better spiritual life, we all have them. To pray, to read the Holy Scriptures, to uh, be better at confession, to be more consistent in liturgy, to come to prayers, to do all these things. We have good intentions. My encouragement is do not give up. If you fall down, get up. If you fall down again, get up again. Bishop, I remember to Paul and Joseph saying one time, our salvation is that we get up one more time than we fall down. One more time. One more time. One more effort. So important, action important. Don't give up. Uh, and then our last power is to know God, to not just, not, not just the mind to know God, but to know God in the heart, the noose. And that noose is a very important thing to us because God speaks to us directly there. That's where God encounters us. And so we need to understand how important it is to keep that noose, that heart, that spiritual mind clear. What makes it unclear? All those thoughts, the cluttering of thoughts. They just go around, right? They just clutter us up. And when we try to turn in to find our heart, we're confused by all these thoughts we have. We have have a desire to know God. We're acting toward God, but our thoughts confuse us. So it's very important that we understand and evaluate these things and, and find a way to uh, engage them appropriately, to accept the good ones, to deny the bad ones, to fight our thoughts of vainglory, of anger, envy, discontent, unforgiveness. We need to learn how to fight those things away and establish good thinking in our, in our minds and... Um, And I think you need to have, uh, well, I'll just say it this way. I have practice, I practice, one, the Jesus prayer to keep my mind clearer. But I also have thoughts I jump to if a thought comes to me that's disturbing, where prayer, somehow, I'm just not able there. Like uh, a thought of a very nice vacation. But an evil thought comes, an evil thought comes, and I, jump to some, I can jump to something different, a neutral thought. Okay? We want to flee the thoughts of Christ in his saving work, but we also can jump to other thoughts. Dis, they're called uh, thoughts that uh, kind of distract us from the evil ones. So, But practice thoughts. But I want to say most importantly to practice the Jesus prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me a I want to tell you a story about this. Um, My spiritual father, Father Richard, um, we grew up here around the teaching of Father Alexander Schmemann, who was about developing our spirituality around the liturgy, which is right on the money. But he came to me when he left here and moved to Sacramento. He called me and said, Father Nicholas, Father Alexander didn't give us everything. He said, I need to come down and talk to you. And he taught me the Jesus prayer. And it saved my soul. Saved my soul. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me. a sinner. When my thoughts are troubling me, when they're just running rampant, I just pray that until they go away. Until they go away. And it calms me down so I can, my heart is clear so I can see God. I can know God. So the story I want to share with you is uh, how it worked. We were there in a, we're at Casa de Maria here, uh, and Father Richard was talking to me about this Jesus prayer, and we were studying about it. We were up there for two days. And he got a very distressing call uh, right before he went to bed. And uh, you know how those calls right before you go to bed? So guess what kind of night you're going to have? So he sat on the bedside for half an hour. And he prayed the Jesus prayer. And then he rolled over and went to sleep. I went, I, I want that. I want that. And he told me the next morning, he said, I, I, my heart just calmed down. I gave it all to God, and I woke up uh, okay. Still concerned, but I wasn't distressed. Why? Because God comes to us and puts a salve on us, a salve on us, calms us down, allows the heart to be clear, pointed toward him. I just want to encourage you that for that heart to know and see God, it needs to be calm. And to be calm, it needs to pray. And to pray, it needs the prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on us. You just pray that. It's very, very critical. Um, So, these three things, the desire, the right direction, the action, and to know God. Very important to us that we have all these things right in order. And the place where that gets accomplished is in the church. You don't do this individually, right? You do it with a spiritual father, You do it through the sacraments of the church, through the life of the church, the liturgical work of the church. It's all done in the church and around the church. This is how all this is accomplished for us. So may Jesus save us. May Jesus heal us. May Jesus reveal himself to us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.